I do want to thank Fred Mooney and George for, for filling in and, and taking, care of, taking care of things on Wednesday night. Uh, let me just tell you, folks, uh, you know, we're in a relationship series, and today we're going to be talking about our children and raising our children. If you don't bring your kids on Wednesday night, you're missing out. You're missing out on one of the most valuable resources that has ever been placed before you. And guess what? It's only $100 a night. Okay? It's a pretty good deal, really. How much do you pay to take them to dancing lessons? What about batting cage time? How much does that cost for batting cage time? If you will bring them, I'll tell you, I, I've, and the reason I've always thought this, and the reason I believe this, is because of my own personal experience, and I know our personal experiences can all be different, but... You know, the reason that I always believed, even before I was serving the Lord, the reason I believed that God was real all the time I was running in the world, the reason I believed that God was real, because I went to church camp one time. And God tapped on my heart, and he spoke to me, and I knew from that moment on that God was real. And if you'll bring your kids into the presence of God, and let them be back there with Pastor Rick and, and, and Rebecca, I'll tell you what, God will speak to them. Amen. It's true. And for you adults, you're stuck with me for this next month. You'll be stuck for me in a month and a half. Maybe we're going to continue to go through the Bible. Uh, we started in Abraham. We looked at the life of Abraham. We're going to continue in the, in the major stories of the Bible. So I encourage you, bring your Bibles on Wednesday night and, and, uh, and participate in that. Bring your kids. Get ready to learn the Word of God. If you want change in your life, you don't have to do it on your own. All right? I'm going to say it again. If you want, not if you need, because we need a lot of things that we don't do. But if you want change in your life, you do not have to do it on your own. You put the Word of God inside of you. You read a couple of chapters a day. You turn on 90.9 and enjoy the drive on your way up here. You turn on 90.9. We even have an app. That app that we've been promoting the last several weeks. What's the name of that app, Elaine? Uversion app. It's on your phone. It will read you the Bible. All you got to do is pick out... Uh, chapter and verse, you can start in Genesis, you can start anywhere you want, and it'll read you the Bible. Great way to fall asleep, just in case some of you guys. <laughs> Let's see what the, what are we talking about today? Relationships. Are those your kids? What? Are those your kids? I've been asked that. I've been asked, is that your boy? And I always want to ask, why, why do you ask? You know? Yeah, you're into the same way, aren't you? Yeah. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Do we have that scripture? We do. Ephesians 5, 1, it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are his dear children. In verse 2 it says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. WWJD. What would Jesus do? He loved us 
and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we worship you this day and we praise you for who you are and what you're about to do in this place. We thank you for your word, the power of your word, the anointing upon your word, and how it has the ability to change. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So are those your kids? What a great question, huh? You know, it can invoke pride in a parent. You know, it can make us swell up and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a chip off the old block. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've been going to Upwards Basketball in Fairfield on on Saturday mornings, and it's, and it's so fun to watch the parents and the grandparents because, you know, these little kids, when they accidentally finally get one in the basket, the parents are like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a way, that's a way. But then, and I've seen that, and I've, I've experienced that, but I've also seen a little one make it a basket for the wrong team, and it's like, no, no. I have not experienced that. <laughs> so, so, you know, the same question, it can invoke, you know, pride and a sense of accomplishment in, in us parents and grandparents, but it can also invoke, you know, fear and doubt, concern out of the same kids. Isn't that crazy? One day they're this way, another way they're that way. I wonder, is that the way we are when God looks at us? We've, we've seen where we're his children. You think, you think he wonders, where was that kid that I seen on Sunday? Where'd they go? <laughs> About the time Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday rolls around. Man, I, I, seen, a, I seen a great kid that, of mine on Sunday morning. Man, they was reading the word and they was listening and singing and praising me. Where'd that kid go? Anybody relate to that? <clears throat> I've been in small group where, where we was talking about child discipline and, and different things. And we was talking that one parent had an issue with their young ones. And she was talking about that. And another mother sitting there said, oh, my, my kids would never, would never do that. Well, about two weeks later, she was back. Whoa, my kid's doing all that. <laughs> yeah. Are those your kids? I mean, you know, we want to claim them one minute and we want to, what, spank them? Is that okay if I say that? We want to spank them the next. We don't want to trade them off. Well, maybe once in a while. <laughs> but, you know, this morning we're having a baby dedication and they are so precious, aren't they? This is literally like one of my favorite Sundays is baby dedications because these babies are so precious. But you know what? When our kids get older, they're still precious. <laughs> they're still precious in God's sight. They're, they're really just like me and you. <clears throat> they're just going through training. You know, you haven't arrived yet either. I mean, I have, but you haven't, but you haven't arrived yet. <laughs> No, if anybody knows me very well, you'll know that was, a, that was a joke. Because if there's anything I know, I know I haven't arrived yet. 
but I'm working on it. I said one time before, I have issues. <laughs> Just like you have issues. But what we have to do is work on those issues, right? Yeah. Right. Never let, never let them lay dormant. Don't ignore your issues. Work on your issues. Look at the Word of God concerning your issues. So our young people, whether they make us proud or whether they make us cringe, they are precious. And for the parents and grandparents, in God's eyes, you're precious. You know, I love the Norman Rockwell saying that goes, when a, when a child turns 13, you put them in a wooden barrel. Yeah, you got to love this. I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard it before. I've said it before. When they turn 15, you put the lid on and feed them through the the hole in the side. And when they turn 16, you plug that hole. <laughs> and that, I don't know if it's ever been tried or not, but the idea sounds really good, I'll just tell you. But I do want you to know this morning that I do have an agenda. Parents, I have an agenda. I want you to raise your children in the fear of the Lord. And I will not back down from that. I will proclaim that. I will always, I, if I ever quit getting on to you about bringing your kids on Wednesday night, you'll know I just forgot or shame on me. Because you need to bring your kids on Wednesday night. It, will, it has the possibility of saving you and them so much heartache in their, in their lives ahead. So much heartache. How many of you here today wish that you would have been in a, a good, powerful youth group from the time you was young until now? Raise your hand. Hmm. Point proven. Young people, I have an agenda. I would love to see all of the youth of Orchardville Church miss the heartaches and the struggles that so much of your parents and fellow church members have went through. I would love for you to learn from our mistakes. You know, uh, of course, one of, the, one of the old sayings is, you know, well, we, we learn from our mistakes. But you know, there's a better way. There's a better way to learn, and that is to learn from others' mistakes. You don't have to make the same mistakes that your parents made or, or your grandparents made. You don't have to do that. You can learn from their mistakes and then, and, and then make sure you don't, don't do what they did, uh, get in the same predicament that they was in. So I have agenda, young people. I'll just tell you right up. I've mentioned that before, that you will walk in the fear of the Lord. Galatians 5.22, this should be, this should be the goal, not just for our young people, but even for us. You know, sometimes I've realized that over the years, <clears throat> some, sometimes we expect our children to act better than we act, right? I mean, sometimes when, when you go to a ball game or something, not necessarily upwards basketball, but you go to a ball game or something, and these parents are just completely out of control, right? 
they are. And if one of my kids would act like that, I don't know, I don't know. Used to, they, when they was younger, I would spank him, but at this age, with Ori, I'd take his phone away from him. Works like a charm. But many times we do, we expect our children <laughs> to act more grown up than we act. We expect our children to walk in what I'm getting ready to read to you, sometimes even more than we do. Now listen to this. Galatians 5, 22, it says, but the Holy Spirit, is anybody saved in here? Anybody saved? Okay, most are. Now, if, if you're not, if you don't understand at the end of the service, you'll have an opportunity to receive Christ, your Lord and Savior. But if, but if you're a, a born-again child of God, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And what that means is we have no excuses. <laughs> How many of you like excuses from your children? No, I don't either. I'll answer that for you. No, I don't either. Galatians 5.22, but the Holy Spirit, who does it? The Holy Spirit, if we will give him an ear, if we'll give him a moment, if we'll give him our attention, it says the Holy Spirit produces this type of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, I am not preaching condemnation to you this morning. I'm, I'm preaching to you a goal that we can set, not only for our children, but also for grandmas and grandpas. You know, through the, throughout this week, I've missed a couple of those, I'm sure. I'm not going to tell you the, the specific details, but I've missed a couple of those. But still, what a great goal. You know, the, as the old saying goes, you know, if, if you don't have nothing to aim at, you will hit it every time. And it's so true with our children. If we don't point them in a specific direction, if we don't aim them in the direction we want to go, they will end up somewhere you don't want them to be. We got to aim them. We got to aim or aim them. So young people, rest assured, the leadership, the congregation, your parents, your grandparents want the best for you. They want you to grow in the, in the things of the Lord. In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, let me, let me read that. Once, once again, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Now, see, some of you thought, well, I just do that because my mom and dad done that. that that's beside the point. I do that because the teacher does that. That's beside the point. If you're a child of God, we need to move and act like a child of God. Jesus is our great example. We should always look up to him for direction in our lives, not our friends and not parents along the side. So many times we're so afraid as parents, we're so concerned that little, little neighbor Johnny that lives across the street, he's going to get in more practice than our kids. And they're going to excel in sports more than our kids. You know, I had a, I had a gentleman share with me one time, and, he, and he, he coached sports for a long time. And he said, I finally figured out the answer to tell these, uh, these over-enthusiastic parents. 
And that was, and his comment was, whether it's right or wrong, his comment was that, hey, after, the, after high school, your kid's not going nowhere anyway. <laughs> you just don't like that? <laughs> his point was, the odds of them playing professional baseball is not very high. The odds of them playing professional football and basketball is not very high. So his idea was, parents, if you really want to do something constructive to your kids, pick out something that's more important. Pick out something that will be with them after they graduate. Not that, not that someone can't be a professional basketball player or a professional baseball player. We should always strive to do our best and no matter what we do. But we can't make it our focus. We can't make it our primary thing. Now, some of you think you got this parenting thing all figured out, don't you? Huh? How old are your kids? Well, I'll tell you, if you got it all figured out, like, come up and let me know after the service, will you? Uh, Pastor Mark, that, that thought just come to my head. Pastor Mark, he would say, uh, talking about youth youth group and youth leaders. He says he's had youth leaders tell him before that they understand teenagers. And Pastor Mark would say, I never trust anybody that said that. (laughs) Yeah. And for those of you that don't have teenagers yet, you'll understand that as time goes on. But Jesus is our great example. And Jesus, whenever he was in the When he was young, he was in church, wasn't he? Parents, use that. Use that scripture. Tell your kids, well, if Jesus had to go to church when he was young, you got to go to church when you're young too, right? Don't give them a choice. Don't don't ask your kids, you want to go to church tonight? No, I'd rather stay home and play videos. Don't ask them if they want to go to church. You might ask them where they want to go. You might ask them that. That might be okay. It might not be okay either. But Jesus was a young boy, and, and he went to church. I've got a video. We're getting ready to play a video. that, that I, I want you to notice this video. It's, uh, I love this. No, one, two, three, four, five. No, no, one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, five. No, it's not one, two, three, five. It's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, four, five. How you gonna tell me? How you gonna tell me? I teach this every day. It's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's not, Aaliyah. It's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, five. No, sweetie, it's one, two, three, four. No, it's one, two, three, five. No, no, it's one, two, three, four, five. No, it's one, two, three, five. Aaliyah, it's one, two, three, four. No, 
No, no, you're skipping four. You're skipping four. You can't just leave four out. It's one, two, three, four, five. No, there's one, two, three, five. No, no, that's not right. It's one, two, three, four, five. No, there's one, two, three, five. Aaliyah, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. It's one, two, three, four, five. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Count to one, two, three, five. <laughs> It's one, two, three, four. No, mommy, it's one, two, three, four. All right, count to four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Point to prove. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, how, how cute is that, huh? The reason I wanted to show you that video is, you've got to be persistent. How many of you had hard-headed kids? All of you? You know what that means, don't you? Your parents had hard-headed kids too, is what, is what that means. I'm just saying. The odds are pretty strong. How many are married to a hard-headed person? Everybody in here. <laughs> oh my let me ask you this how many of you know that you're hard-headed oh you just know it <laughs> oh boy persistence persistence you got to be persistent it's not one two three five it's one two three four five there's no doubt in my mind that that little girl, she thought she was right, didn't she? She knew it. She didn't need mom and dad to tell her otherwise. She knew. She was sold. She was sold out. Hook, line, and sinker. She was all in for one, two, three, five. Now, just think about it for a minute. Now, what is your kids in all, all hook, line, and sinker, and they so think that they've got it all figured out, and that's the way it's got to be, and that's the way the world is. A lot of us, a lot of us. But if we don't counteract that and counterbalance what they are taught in the world, they will end up living a lie. Is there anybody here that wants your children to live a lie? No. Do you want to live a lie? Is there anybody here that wants to live a lie? No. I can only imagine how, how that would be to, 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 li to live our entire life and at the end of our life look back and realize, oh, the heartache that would cause to realize my whole life I've lived a lie. How terrifying would that be? How frustrating would that be when you tried so hard, <laughs> but you tried so hard on the wrong things? You focused on the wrong things too much. Young people, I've got a question for you. How many of you want your life to go well? Trick question? No, it's not a trick question. That's, I'm serious. How many of you, you want your life to go good or bad? Okay, a smile would be good. That means you want good. 
Okay, and a frown, that'd be. So you just want your life to go good, right? Right. Let me ask you this. How many of you would rather live just a short life, you know, maybe, I don't know, 30 years old, or would you rather live a long life and have a family and children and grandchildren? Which, which would you choose? Okay, smile is good. Frowns, <laughs> frowns are bad. Okay, so, okay, so I'm interpretation. You would like to live a long life. For, can, you, can you just imagine them, them little, these little babies being, being your own? Now you think that'd be something. You just wait till you get grandkids. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, so you just want, who doesn't want their life to go well, right? I mean, I want that for my kids. And, and, and they're basically grown. So you want your life to go well. And you want to live a long life. Who doesn't want to, I mean, like that old country song, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, we just don't want to go right now, right? Let me read this scripture to you. Ephesians 6, 2, it says, now you just might not like this, but it's a secret. It says, honor your father and your mother. I know. Frowns, there's frowns everywhere. <laughs> No, not really. Honor your father. You know, honor means to see value in, to look, to put worth in is what honor means. It's to, it's to look up to, to, to honor them, to, to think that uh, you might not always agree with them, but you always know they want the best for you. Okay? That's what honor is, to, to see value, to see worth in their opinion. Oh, there's a good one. See worth in your parents' opinion. Uh, okay, it says, honor your father and your mother. And this is the first commandment with a promise. Don't it make you wonder what that promise is? A promise. God is going to make you a promise. Let's see what it says. If you honor your father and your mother, things will go well for you. And this is not a fortune cookie. All right? This is not the horoscope, okay? This is the Bible. God's Word. Much more reliable than a fortune cookie. All right? Things will go well for you, and you'll live a long life on this earth if you'll honor your, your mom and dad. If you will honor them, if you'll give them an ear, if you'll ask them, their opinion before you uh, make a major decision. Just like us parents are supposed to do before we make a major decision, right? We're supposed to go to our Heavenly Father. And we're supposed to ask Him the direction that we should go. And that's what you are supposed to do also. Now, now here's the danger in not honoring your mom and your dad. And your grandma and grandpa. We should honor everybody. There is no person, especially your school teachers, there is no one that our children should not honor. Uh, in fact, sometimes, you know, our children can be disrespectful. We, we all know that. But, you know, kind of the shame of it is, sometimes they're disrespectful to who we're disrespectful to. 
You see, if, you, if, if your kids get home and, and you and your kids rake the teachers across the coals and talk about them and, and tell about all the things they do wrong, your children, I'll talk to you parents for a moment, your children are not going to honor and have respect for that teacher that you beat up and tore down the night before. Same way with a pastor. If you go home and, 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 you, and you start raking the pastor or, the, or whoever, the, you know, the, the youth people, the volunteers, you go home and start raking them across the coals, your kids aren't going to want to go to church because of all the names you've called them, because of all the things that they've done wrong that you have told your kids that they've done wrong. You know, there's a, there's a now I, I've, got a, I've got a horse, I've got a, a, a colt, she was a colt years ago, and she was born right there on our farm, and she's been there her entire life. And, and I've trained her, and uh, you know, uh, I, I can get her to do all kinds of stuff. You, any, I don't know if you just know what uh, lunge line is, but you have, you have a lead, you know, and you make them go around in a circle, and, and you can stop them, and they'll spin their tail end around, and they'll face you, and, and if you step in front of them, well, they'll turn and go the other way. Well, th this mare I've had, uh, I can get her to do that without a lead rope. I can just take the lead rope off, walk out a few feet from her, and go like that, and she'll take off going around the other way. And if I go like this, what? Why, she, she'll turn around and go the other way. If I go like this, she'll just spin and stop, stop, look right at me. That's a horse. Don't tell me you can't train your kids. <laughs> All right? Has anybody ever seen Shamu? Anybody know who Shamu is? Don't tell me you can't raise, train your kids. But there's a saying that in the, when training horses, and some of you know this, when you're with a horse, you are always training them. You're either training them good things or you're training them bad things. One way or another. Same way with your kids. There is no timeouts. <laughs> there is no timeouts when it comes to training your kids. We are always training them on a regular basis. I'm going to give you a few verses here. And kids, I really want you to listen to this. Young people, I want you to listen to this. Young parents, I want you to listen to this. And really the reason I want the young people to listen to it, because when your parents do this, just know it's what the Bible says. Don't get mad at them. You know why? Don't get mad at them because they want you to do what the Bible says. Because they want you to have a full life. And they want you to live to be a ripe old grandma, grandpa, great grandma, great, 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 as long as possible. So when your parents get on to you a little bit or then they instruct you a little bit, just know they love you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Proverbs 13, 24, it says, whoever spares a rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Man, if you don't have discipline, you got chaos. <clears throat> How many of you parents, I know, I got to relate to you a little bit, so you'll for sure discipline your children. Uh, okay, when you was in school, what did it mean when you had a substitute teacher? Chaos. Right? 
You don't want chaos. No, you want to you discipline. Be diligent to discipline our children, the scripture says. Proverbs 23, 13, it says, do not withhold discipline from your child. And I, and I love this. It said, if you will strike him with a rod, he won't die. You know, I know, I know. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> My son, Ori, and I use him as an example a lot just because I know him. And Ori would rather me give him a swat on the bottom than take his cell phone for one hour. <laughs> so you know which one I take, right? <laughs> yeah, I take his phone. It says that he won't die. So, so when, you're, when, you're, when you're young, when, when their bottom lip starts quivering and, and, you know, and they start to, you know, it's okay. You're training them. You're doing like in that video, you're training them up. They don't know what's good for them. They don't know that, that, that you're watching out for them. They don't know, they don't understand that you want them to have a full life. And you want them to live a long time here upon this earth and in heaven. They don't know that. Then Proverbs 20, 23, then it goes on to say, If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from hell. Man, if you discipline him, if you discipline them and lead them and raise them up in the ammunition of the Lord and the Word and you have them in youth group and you have them in, in all of these activities, you are going to save them from hell. You know, I think there's a misconception that parents miss a lot of times. Now, I know when you think about this, you, you'll think, no, I don't do that. But I think a lot of parents do. They think because the parents are so secure in their salvation, they think, oh, no, my kid's in heaven. I know he's saved. He's born again. I know he is. No, you don't know he is. You hope he is. You think he is, but you don't know he is. I wish we did. I wish I knew. But we don't. That's why we got to discipline them. That's why we got to keep them on track. Proverbs 29, 15, it says, the rod and reproof gives wisdom. Oh my goodness, how much we need wisdom. How much our children, but rod and reproof gives wisdom. But a child left himself brings shame to his mother. A child left to himself won't act in wisdom. They won't make the right decisions. Praise him if you'll go ahead and come, please. I'm going to read a couple more verses. Proverbs 29, 17, it says, discipline your son and he will give you rest. Now, I don't know why it keeps saying he in this because girls need discipline too, right? But I just realized it always says he here. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. And he will give you delight to your heart. Ephesians 6, 5, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Let me repeat that last part. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before I pray, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I, I wish I had this parenting thing all figured out, and I don't. But I have shared with you some tidbits that the Lord has shown me over the years that that will have an impact on your parenting skills and on your children. 
So right now, as I pray, you know, if, if, you, want, if you want the Lord to help you parent, that's where it starts. You've got to ask for that. You know, the scripture says that, says that we have not a lot of times because we ask not. It says we ask amiss. So before I pray, you know, if, if you need help raising your children, if you want to if you want God to guide you in what to do with a difficult child, oh my goodness, my wife could write a book on what to do with a difficult child. I know you probably don't believe that now, but my man Ori has come a long way. So if that's you, I just pray that you'll open your heart and, and let me pray for you. Will you do that? You don't have to stand up. You don't have to raise your hand. Just open your heart. That's what God's looking for. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just pray for every parent and grandparent here, Father. Father, I pray for the parents-to-be, Father, that those that seek you, I pray that you'll pour out wisdom into their life. You'll pour out the skills that they need into their life, Father. Father, I pray for these young people, everyone's, all of them sitting here and the ones back in, the, in, the, in children's church, Father. I pray, Father, that, that their heart will be turned toward you. That they will follow you all the days of their life. I pray, O oh Lord, that you'll reveal yourself to them, Father, in a mighty and powerful way that, that it can never be stolen from them. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have a need this morning, please come. If you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, the, it's not about you finally being perfect and having it all figured out. It's, no, it's about realizing that you've done wrong. It's about realizing that you need a Savior. And if that fits you this morning, I ask you to come. Receive Christ, your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.